Jump into our message now. We're starting a new series here. Uh, last week we did a message that really was uh, meant to, you know, paint the picture for us, uh, a theme that we want to hold on to uh, through this next year, you know, and uh, we so believed in that that we slapped it on a bookmark. So uh, it's living on purpose and uh, just understanding that we're in a time here where there's distraction, there's going to be a lot of things that would uh, try to pull us off the path from living on purpose with the Lord. Uh, and uh, so although that was a one-off type of a message, uh, I want our series now to springboard uh, into, uh, I should say, springboard off of this message last week. So uh, courageous living over this next uh, handful of weeks, about six weeks, we're going to be um, looking at a half a dozen different topics that are really important ingredients for us to be uh, living courageously. Hey, before I, I go any further, I, uh, for me, oh, okay, yeah, I'm actually, it's not good when you're speaking and you distract yourself. Right? You know, so uh, these guys have such a tough job. Uh, they, they tune it all up. It's all working fine. Then you get in the moment, and it, it acts squirrely. So uh, thanks for our crew. Let's give a big hand to Frank, Pastor James, all of our crew. But uh, praise God. Yeah, I think that's, that's getting better, right? We're getting there? We're getting there? All right. All right. So courageous living. We're going to start this week, uh, like, like I was saying just a minute ago. So if we're going to become everything that God has called us to, to be, if God's going to do everything in us and through us that he wants to do, uh, we need to make sure that we live lives of courage. Because there's things that are going to come in the face of that happening. And then not just in, in this picture of running the race marked out for us and running after all that God has called us to, but then we know just, just the nature of life in this fallen world. There's, there's storms, there's the spiritual warfare, all these different things that go on. And so uh, learning to live as people of courage, it's a must for us if we're going to, uh, again, uh, reach everything God wants us to reach, do everything he wants us to do be everything that he's called us to be. So, uh, you know, we're looking at this from a variety of, uh, you know, angles here, whether it's, you know, running our race or maybe you're in a storm. But, but here's the truth and the reality. Fears are around us everywhere. You, you know, there's, there's opportunity to fear uh, in, in uh, all kinds of different situations. Uh, you, you know, a skydiver, it, has anybody in the room ever gone skydiving? All right, a couple over here I'm looking. Yeah, okay, over there, uh, over here. There was one person in first service, <laughs> and all the first service people were like, we're impressed, you know? So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's lots more that are in the room here today. You know, uh, facing a fear in skydiving, you, you know, uh, that, that's, that's literally face-to-face -face with terror. Right? You, you know, uh, make, making that decision that you're going to jump out of that airplane. Uh, and, and in this message, as we talk about fear, I'm going to go back and forth and, and bring into uh, our, our view faith as we talk about fear. Because when, when you look at faith and you want to say, what's the opposite of faith? It's not unbelief. The opposite of faith is fear. 
And so they're, they're going to wrestle for the same place in our lives. We have a whole separate message that we're going to give to faith a little further down the road. But as we talk about fear, I want us to understand that it's faith that's going to be the antidote as we deal with fear. And you know, a skydiver can step close to the edge of that airplane door. And uh, for the person who, you know, I, I believe it's not just the first time, but it's probably the first couple of times, if, I, if I've uh, heard correctly, you'll jump in tandem with somebody else. You know, so when you're jumping out of that plane, you know, you're thinking, my faith is that this guy that's attached to me or lady uh, knows what they're doing and they're going to make sure we get to the ground safely. But there's also a, a faith in the parachute as well, right? That that parachute is going to work and, and that everything is going to, you know, that this isn't going to be a one and done, but that we'll live to tell about future times. You know, for, for me, a, a similar situation, I, 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 uh, I deal uh, with, with uh, heights. I'm not a big fan of heights. Some people will scratch their head and say, but but don't you fly in those little airplanes? How could you be afraid of heights? And, you know, my response is I'm buckled in a seat in that airplane. I'm okay. I'm not a big fan of just stepping out of a plane into the air and falling out of the sky. You know, why would you, why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane is my uh, deflection for not ha having the courage uh, to, to do that myself. But w when I was learning to fly, uh, with my instructor next to me, I really developed a lot of courage. You know, uh, we flew in crosswinds that were stronger than the plane was rated for. You know, and, and in a lot of that, sometimes when the winds were gusting, I was doing the majority of the work in that. We did spin training where we purposely put the plane into a spin to figure out how to get out of it and all this stuff. And I tell you what, my, my confidence was strong. You know, and then, you know, we were, we were doing, you know, you call touch and goes where you just stay in the pattern and just do the rectangle around the, the runway and then you do them as touch and goes. So you land and then you put the power in and take right back off. And at one time he said, okay, I want you to stop, come to a full stop. And, and he said, all right, you're on your own. You've got this. You've done this. We've done all kinds of stuff. There's no wind today. This is an easy day. I'm getting out, and I'll be over here on the, you know, uh, talking on the radio. And I was like, yep, see you later. All right, yeah, you watch this, you know. And I, and I started going, and when the plane was maybe two and a half feet, three feet off the runway, I came to this realization. Yes, I had faith, but it wasn't in me. It was in him. And so here I am, and I'm like, I can't just parked this thing back down on the ground, and all of a sudden, panic started setting in. And uh, I, I can't tell you to this day why it is, but in my panic, my response was to uh, kind of ground myself by humming a tune, and the tune was the Presidential March. So you're getting the picture, right? You know, me, you know, just, you know, stone-faced serious going I have no, maybe I heard it on a commercial the day before. I don't know what it is, but it is a peculiar thing when you're face-to-face -face with, with fear, <laughs> what comes out of you. You know, but as, as I made my way around, I kind of got more calm. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, my confidence got in. Oh, yeah, I can do this. So as we talk about fear this morning, I want to acknowledge that, uh, again, faith uh, is what's going to replace fear, but our faith needs to be in the right place.
Can you say amen? So, so as we look at this, you know, in our country, in our world, all around us, uh, there, there is fear everywhere. Like we, like we started off saying, you know, I, I can remember as a, as a younger kid being at a friend's house, summertime, you know, junior high age, uh, walking home. And it was just one of those nights where I'm walking home by myself, but I just didn't feel by myself. You know, and I uh, started walking a little faster, kind of got more weirded out. Then that just went into an all-out sprint the rest of the way to my house. But as I looked back, I looked back and there was nothing there. There was nobody there. It was just a fear. Reminds me, I heard a preacher say one time, fear knocked on the door, faith answered, and there was nothing there. There was nobody there. Right, you know, but we do face fears all around us, and you know, it's why we watch ex extreme sports. And as human beings, we have, uh, I, I, I really, we got to call it what it is, a, a bit of a dysfunctional relationship with fear. Because on one side of the coin, there's this fascination. I mean, the, the Halloween industry has made billions off of people's desire to in a controlled environment, be made afraid. It's a horror movie industry, same kind of thing where people are doing that intentionally. But yet all this is so dysfunctional, right? Because at the same time, uh, the, the desire for peace, the desire for a good night's sleep, the desire for anxiety and worry to go away, the medications, like the billions made on medications of people trying to find a deliverance from anxiety and, and, and to get peace. Right? It is something that across humanity, uh, you, you know, is dealt with. There are, are TV shows uh, people have entertained themselves with, uh, Fear Factor and others along the way. Um, you, you know, we have all these phobias that are identified. I went back and I looked up, uh, you know, kind of like these days, what are the top phobias? Uh, so listed number one in this, this source that I looked at was claustrophobia, which is the fear of tight places. And uh, I know for me, uh, when I am uh, watching, you know, Discovery or something like that, and somebody's exploring caves, come on, wave at me if you ever had it, and, and the person is going into that really, really tight place, my hands start to get sweaty. You know, I got to remind myself, dude, you're not there. You're not there. It's okay. Like, you, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, social phobia, that's the fear of judgment or rejection. And there's, there's a lot of that in our world today. Uh, uh, arachnophobia, we know fear of spiders. You don't have to talk a lot about that one. I mentioned earlier uh, the fear of heights. Uh, and then there's uh, rounding out the top five, the fear of open spaces or crowded spaces. You know, and that's even something where, you know, I've noticed, I've seen uh, some of these shows where uh, they're showing people out at sea with the really, really rough waves. And, you know, they kind of pan around where there's nothing anywhere, just vast openness. Man, I tell you, that, that's another spot where my hands get a little, little sweaty. And then I know there's other folks where, you know, being in a crowd is just a little, little too much. And, and, I mean, there's all kinds of... Uh, Hey, coming out of COVID, uh, uh, microphobia, fear of germs, right, has gripped people where there is a fear now uh, that, that is uh, taking stronghold in their lives. Uh, there's some silly ones, fear of dirt. Uh, there's fear of fear, phobophobia. Uh, this, this is actually really sad, panophobia, a person who's afraid of everything. You know, just imagine how uh, debilitating that is for somebody to, to be afraid of everything. And, you know, Franklin Roosevelt, he, he, uh, he meant well when he said we have nothing to fear but fear itself. But, you know, ultimately we want to go to the Word of God, right? 
God has said, I've not given you a spirit of fear. God says, my love is a perfect love, and perfect love drives out. I love that. Drives out. There's, there's force behind that. The Lord drives out fear from our lives. So with that introduction, I just I wanted to find a place where we could all understand and relate. Because, uh, again, every one of us, we're going to have moments, fears are either going to be uh, obstacles or opportunities for us to move forward in the Lord for us to move forward in the next step of whatever God has for us. So we need to be those that can understand what fear is, what it's doing out there, and how to correctly respond to it. Come on, can you say amen? Amen. So what we're going to do is uh, camp out here on Matthew 14 and uh, look at a a story captured in Scripture for us of a time with Jesus and the disciples, and we're just going to make some points and and, and just pull out some life principles that we can grab a hold of that will help us be people who uh, are not given to fear. So let's take a look, Matthew 14, 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain, uh, up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Verse 25, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. Go Jesus, right? Pretty cool. Uh, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Now, if the story ended right there, we'd still have just an amazing, amazing picture of Jesus doing his thing. But, you know, there, there's more to tell in what happened. Something, something pretty special happens here. Peter replies, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus replies, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat. And, you know, I, I've heard so many times over the years how people would break on Peter for uh, sinking in the water. But he's the only other person aside from Jesus that I know of that walked on water. You know, I mean, that's, that's impressive. Go, Peter. It says that he got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. So, so in, in our notes, what we're going to follow along here is just a couple of different, uh, we, we want to work through this story and see a couple of key things that, that we can grab a hold of, uh, understanding fear and keeping it pushed off. So uh, number one, so fear is a typical response to the unknown. Right, so it's good for us to realize right off the bat, oftentimes when we look at fear, where it's coming from, it's an unknown, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, how is this scenario going to go down? How is this person going to react? What's going to happen if I do this? What's going to happen if I don't do that? 
Uh, let's go back through again, Matthew uh, 14, 22 to 26, we'll just look at now. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. So realize they had been in the darkness of night for a long time. This is shortly before dawn. Jesus comes walking on the water, and the disciples saw him walking on the lake, and they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. The bottom line is they didn't know what it was that they saw coming toward them, but the response was, freak out, right? How many have had a scenario where you don't know what's going on and the response has been freak out? I have freaked out going back to spiders and bugs. Not a big fan, you know. Uh, I have freaked out over more pieces of lint than I ever want to acknowledge, right? Fear of the unknown. I have beaten with my shoe lint, you know, only to find out, in fact, it it wasn't a, a bug at all. But imagine this scene here. These, it literally says these, these guys cried out in fright. And they responded the, the way they did. Again, it's they've been, the, the waves are beating against the boat all night long. The, right, we hear it's darkest before the dawn. You know, all of that is going on. They were already afraid. They were already rattled before the Lord showed up. So here's a good principle for us to glean uh, just from th- this portion right here, this whole fear of the un- unknown thing. Let's be cautious that we don't get caught rejecting an opportunity because it's new or unknown. Because we don't know what the Lord is wanting to do in that opportunity or situation. Can you say amen? Right, when it's new, it's different, it looks a little bit, you know, if we say, well, that looks scary, let's respond and say, well, why does it look scary? Is that because the Lord is giving me a check or am I moving into, you know, freak out mode? You know, let's look, secondly, now, fear of the unknown, we we move on in verse 27, faith and courage are awakened in this moment of fear. In verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So here's really what's going on. Jesus is saying to them, I'm here, make an adjustment. Right When we are facing fear, when there's a, a, a fear situation and we've begun to react and respond in fear, the Lord would say to us, make an adjustment. And I love how this is worded where it says, take courage. You know, take, grab a hold of courage. So, so the picture for us is put down the fear reaction and take up having courage. And again, why? Because the Lord is here, faith in the right place. So sometimes we have to shift ourselves out of fear into a place of faith saying, hey, I don't need to be afraid. God's with me. You know, getting our mind in the right place, uh, you know, confessing the word of God. But even further than this, there's a, a next step here. Now let's go back to this picture of when we move from fear to faith, how many know faith is active? Right? There's nothing passive about faith. So number three, faith takes action. 
And, and, and it's amazing here, Peter, all the other guys were just relieved that this wasn't a ghost, that this was Jesus, that it wasn't whatever their, their fear of unknown could, could conjure up in their, in their worries, uh, but instead that it was Jesus. But, but Peter takes action. Jesus shows up and says, I'm here, take courage. Well, Peter does that and takes it a step further. Lord, if it's you, please tell me to come onto the water. And come, Jesus said, Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. So it's interesting, one out of the 12 stepped over the edge, stepped over the line, uh, recognizing there was an opportunity that he had here with the Lord. Um, Peter walks on water. Uh, seeing Jesus, Peter steps over the edge, demolishes his fear, and by faith steps into the miraculous, the supernatural. Where fear ends, faith begins. So when, when Jesus said, fear not, you know, I wonder, of the 11, were they totally relieved or were they still, I'm not sure. I've been in this boat that's been rattling around for a while. You know, uh, Peter certainly was able to make the adjustment and take courage. Tracking with me so far, amen? All right. Number four, though, as we step into a faith walk and we move forward trusting the Lord, how many know that fear doesn't sit idle? Right? So number four, fear challenges once again. But when he, that's Peter, saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now we know the word of God tells us that we are to fight the good fight of faith. Right, that it's a fight, but it's a good fight. Uh, it, you know, so when we think of you know this faith walk, uh, this picture of this fight of faith, this is uh, I get this picture of hand-to-hand combat. You know, where there's exchanges back and forth. Right? You know, Peter's walking on the water. I can't imagine what was going through his mind. You know, he's stepping out on water and he's doing it. He's doing the stuff. But now the enemy, you know, says, uh, you know, human beings don't do this. You know, I imagine right at that point, there was a gust of wind that came along and probably tried to jar him, you know, a little bit in the process. You know, I was thinking it's like some of these videos you can see uh, of the, the MMA fighters. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but man, some of these, uh, it's, it's spectacular, you know, where I've seen a guy, he'll like jump and twist in the air. And while he's jumping, his leg will come out for a kick and he'll just clock the guy and down he goes, you know. Uh, I've seen other videos where, you know, the guy's been in the air and the recipient of that kick moves his head and the kick misses and while that guy is coming down turn and do a kick and like knock the guy out while he's going on the ground but this picture of the enemy is going to come and try to take a shot at us while we're walking in the faith walk Right? So, and that, that's exactly right in the middle of it. Fear attacks and, and, and says these things to Peter. Peter moves his eyes off of the Lord, what the Lord said, the Lord's promise, the, Lord word, the Lord's word, and instead put his eyes back on the circumstance. Come on, I've been guilty of that. Has anybody uh, found that as you've been doing your faith walk? All three of us have done that? Really? Okay, amen. There we go. There we go. I don't want to turn this to a message on lying. All right, good, good. So uh, as Peter's faith begins to sink, he also sinks in the water for taking his eyes off. But you want to know what? Number five, faith wins. Ultimately, faith wins. 
Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And keep in mind, Jesus says this to the disciples at several points as he's doing life with them in, in the journey of his ministry, right? And, and, and so they're, they're doing miracles, they're seeing miracles, they're participating in miracles, and yet Jesus says, you have little faith. And actually what he's saying here, what, what the language is a little more true to is you, you have little bursts of faith. You have little spurts of faith. You know, you're kind of, you have a roller coaster of faith. You're on, your eyes are on me. I'm working and flowing through you, but then your eyes get on what the enemy is saying and the circumstances, and, and, and then you get into trouble, and th that's what he's encouraging them in this moment. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. So Jesus corrects him. And I believe even in that moment when Jesus was correcting him because he starts sinking and Lord, you know, Peter cries out and Jesus grabs him that as he got his eyes right back on him, you know, he was, he was back in good shape. Uh, number six, let's acknowledge this, the power of faith and fear. The power of faith and fear. They are two forces that have the same ability and power, church, hear me this morning, to create something out of nothing and bring into being that which does not exist. If we begin to have faith in what we're fearing, all we're doing is giving the enemy more room to be in operation in our lives, right? You know, and there's, here's a really extreme story of what can happen uh, when, when we don't tell the enemy, get out, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on the Lord. Many years ago, a railroad worker became trapped in a refrigerator freezer car uh, when it had just been completely loaded. So the man trapped inside, refrigerator car all packed up, and now uh, it's traveling. Uh, the man inside the car realizes the distance of the trip and he knew with that door closing, it basically sealed his doom. Uh, we, we, we know this because he actually began to scribble down some of the events that, that were going on in the car. And unfortunately, when they found him, uh, he, he had frozen to death. But here's the bizarre thing about it. There was a malfunction on the refrigerator car, and it never got below 50 degrees. He was... He was so fearful and so convinced he was in freezing temperatures that literally his body, that became more real than what was really going on. Man, is that not a picture of what the enemy tries to do with us? Paint a picture with fear to where we are paralyzed, immobilized, where we stop believing God, we stop taking him at his word, and, and we just allow the, this, this picture that the enemy has framed around us to become the reality. Amen? Sobering stuff. So uh, fear wants to rule, wants to control, wants to eat away at us, uh, but it will melt when we put our trust in God. Amen? That's the good news here this morning when we put our trust in God. And, and again, I want you to remember that picture of that hand-to-hand that -hand combat. It's not over if we're, if we're walking in faith and, and, and we are, are feeling His grace and know He's moving, but then, you know, we get tripped up and we stumble into fear. You know, it's not over. The enemy hasn't won. 
All we have to do is turn our attention back over to the Lord, put our eyes back on him, and the Lord says, don't worry, I've got you. Amen? Amen. You, you know, uh, Mark eleven twenty three and 24, uh, we actually were, were praying this at the altar a, a few minutes ago. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So how encouraging, right? The Lord even tells us, even if there's a mountain in front of us, speak to the mountain. And then, and then uh, a last thought here, 1 John 4, 16 to 18, the, the power of God's love, right? We said at the beginning, perfect love drives out all fear. I want to return back to that. Uh, 1 John 4, 16, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Amen. Because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Amplified says this, love turns out, turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. The love of God, the power of God's love. I, I, I want to share, this, this is something very personal for me. I, I had my own moment of uh, a fear situation. A circumstance that had happened, I want to say, I think we're going back to about a year ago, December. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it was about a year ago, December. And um, I found myself dealing with a situation that I was just completely overwhelmed by. As a matter of fact, ironically, I think there's only two times in my entire life where I have felt anything close to a panic attack. One, I mentioned to you already when I was in that airplane and my instructor bailed on me. And the second one is the situation I'm describing now. Uh, my, my sense of, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how this can look better in the natural. I feel trapped by the circumstances. It, it was so overwhelming that I actually found myself starting to feel like, all right, you got to back off here, man. The enemy was framing a picture and I was looking at the waves and the wind. You know, and, and uh, later that evening, I got back to my desk where I do my devotions and stuff, and I was just like, Lord, what's going on here? And, you know, the Lord speaks to us, and he speaks to us in a lot of different ways. Sometimes we'll hear his word quoted. Uh, sometimes it'll be, you know, uh, just his voice, and he's having conversation. Other times it's, it's an unction. Um, in this situation, he was talking to me. And uh, he had said... You have known me as one who is faithful in your life. And, and anybody who's ever heard me share one of the most heart-melting things for me is to share over God's faithfulness over, over all the years, you know? And I was like, Lord, you are so faithful. And then I didn't hear in my heart, you know, well, God is love. He spoke to me. He said, and I am love. And so trust me. Walk with me as the one who is faithful and the one who is love, 
and we'll walk through this together. And I tell you what, it set me free. I was no longer feeling swallowed up by the circumstances. He didn't tell me things are going to go, you know, your preferred outcome is A, B, and C. Lord didn't get into any of that. The Lord just said, I've got you and I am good. That's the other thing he said too. He's good, he's faithful, and he's love. And, 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 and I grabbed a hold of those things and now fear was not able to cling on to me uh, in, in, in that situation in my life. Then God's grace could work in the situation. You know what? That's exactly what happened. God's grace worked. I tell you what, fear was pounding on the door. I was a little nervous as I heard that fear pounding on the door. Is it okay if I'm being a little transparent with you up here this morning, right? You know, <laughs> praise God. I went to the door and answered the door in faith because the Lord reminded me, here's who I've been in your life. Here's who I will continue to be in your life. And when I opened the door, man, nobody there. I was like, all right, God, we got it. We'll just keep walking through. So wherever you're at this morning, hey, listen, you, you know, we're, we're all, th there is no such thing as living in this life without the opportunity to, for fear to confront us. It's going to be in some way, shape, or form uh, either an obstacle in our lives or an opportunity for God to get some glory and for him to show his character and his nature in our lives. Uh, you know, some of the fears are imagined by the enemy, you know, like me running down the road and nobody was behind me when I was a kid. And then there's other things that are very real fears. And, and church family, come on, we're, we're living in a world. And listen, I don't care what side of what arguments, philosophies, and talking points we're on. Every side is guilty in the news arena to try to hook into our fear and to get us focused on all the what-ifs, all the unknowns, and all the worst-case scenarios. Come on. Come on. We have to be aware of that. And if we're not careful, that is beginning to shape. That's beginning to have a louder voice in our lives than God saying, but who will I be in this situation? Right? You know, all these things that God himself tells us about the end times, and yet at the same time, he says, but I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Right? And God will always get the glory in it. So uh, what I'm saying is there are some fears that are imagined. There are some fears that are very, very real in the natural. But we can stand in the Lord and let those obstacles be opportunities if we make the decision. Just, just gleaning a couple of things from what we saw the disciples do here to, to, make, to, to not put something off as terrible and, and to be fearful of just because it's new or different. You know, and, I'm, and I'm talking in God's calling and purpose for our lives. God says, I want you to go and talk to that person. I want you to speak a word to that person. No, no. God's never done that before. Hey, there's a lot of things that God is going to do in us and through us to move us to the next place that we've not had him do in our lives before. Amen? Amen. And we have to have the courage to say, all right, Lord, I will put off fear and I will take courage. Amen? Amen. Amen. Psalm 113 verse, uh, I'm sorry, 118 verses 6 and 7. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mortal men do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. If you're here today and you've got circumstances that have been uh, 
pressing fear into your life. I pray that you'd be encouraged in that word from the Lord. Because the Lord is with you, you can look in triumph on your enemies. No matter what the enemy says, you ultimately have the victory in him. Amen. Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and actually, all of Psalm 27 would, would be great to look at, but just looking right off the bat in verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Come on, can you say amen? Amen. amen. Why don't you stand with me? Bless the Lord. Amen. Why don't you stand with me as we close? We had such a powerful time at the altar here. I know there's, there's so much that God did in our lives. Um, what I'd like to do in closing here today, and, and I think it's, it's, it's a good, good thing for us to respond, and I'm just going to invite you to respond at your seat. Um, as a matter of fact, why don't we even just close our eyes and bow our heads because I just want this, to, I want this to be a moment of drawing a line in the sand where we can look back on this moment and say, no, I've put fear out of my life. Maybe it's something coming down in the future. Maybe it's some kind of a report that you've been given. Maybe it's something somebody else has said. Maybe it's a whisper of the enemy. Maybe it's fear of the unknown. Maybe you got out of the gate in 2023 looking to really, really chase who God has called you to be. And, and you're dealing with uh, that fear that comes from, man, I'm out of the comfort zone. I'm out of what I've known. I'm out of what's easy. Maybe you've made a decision to do hard things because you want God's best in your life. Maybe I, I didn't mention specifically, but there's something that you say, you know what, that is a point uh, where fear has been allowed in my life. Let's make a decision here this morning that by faith, we are gonna embrace the love of God that drives out all fear. And you know what, it, it might be, going back to that picture of that hand-to-hand -hand combat, you might find that, you know, after you leave this place, don't look, but you got to duck because the enemy's got a roundhouse kick where he's trying to plant some fear back in your life. You can look back and say, no, no, I've said yes to the Lord and to the love of the Lord. And his perfect love drives out all fear. Or maybe, maybe you can grab a hold of a verse or, or a word that the Lord has given you. Because all those things where I said the Lord spoke to me, they're all in Scripture. He is faithful, He is good, and He is love. So maybe it's just simply, nope, I'm believing what God said. I'm believing that I'm who He has called me to be. I'm believing that He is greater than these very real circumstances around me. Let's just make the determination, you know what? Just as a step of faith, I am taking off. I am putting down fear today. And I'm going to take up courage by trusting in Him and trusting in His love. So just with heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if that is a step of faith that you're declaring 
right on the front end of this year, I, I, I want you to know who am I talking to. I'm talking specifically to somebody who says, oh, I know exactly what fear I'm speaking to, and fear, you're done in Jesus' name. If that's you and you want to take that step here this morning, then I want you to raise your hand nice and high. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hell is shaking right now because this is one of the enemy's greatest tactics. And when we get the lick on fear and it no longer is able to grab hold of us, look out on what God is going to do in your life and look out on what God is going to do through your life. It is the release of his supernatural. It's the release of his anointing. It's the release of his promises. It puts us in alignment. It puts us in posture for him to be glorified in our lives. Oh, my word, what, what, what were obstacles planted strategically by the enemy all around this room have now just turned into stepping stones for testimony of God's goodness and his faithfulness and his love and his power and his glory. So, Father, around this room, Lord, we, we, we bring before you those areas where we have responded to that voice of fear, where we have allowed the voice of fear, where, where the enemy has painted a picture that we have turned our eyes to. And we say now in the name of Jesus that we cast that off. And even as we spoke to the mountain earlier, we say to fear, be removed, be cast in the sea. I no longer believe your report. In Jesus' mighty name, fear, you are done. Fear, you are evicted. In Jesus' name. And now, Lord, we turn our eyes to you. We turn our eyes to your character. We turn our eyes to your promises. And we pray, Holy Spirit, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. And Lord, as we leave this place, we are committed to fight that good fight of faith where we will, if we get our eyes off, we'll turn them back to you and back to you and back to you until we're doing what you said in Scripture, Lord, living with our eyes fixed on the author and the finisher of our faith. So we call it done. We call it done. Lord, we call it done. Fear, you are broken in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, church, I just want to encourage you. You, you know, there, there have been other times where we have responded, you know, to truths and scriptures where you, I, I just, this is one of those moments where it doesn't matter what we felt. Come on, can you say amen? Oh, God must have moved. I had goosebumps on my goosebumps. No way. Not, not necessarily what we want to be looking at in this moment. What we want to be looking at is God says fear is not from him, and his perfect love drives out all fear. If we find ourselves fearing again, where it says we've not been made perfect, that means made complete. 
just means we got to go back and get our eyes back on his perfect love because truly then we have nothing to fear. And, and church family, let me tell you, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the most dangerous Christian in the world is the one who is filled with his love and who is unencumbered from fear. That, that is who will change the world. So dark times, psh, they got nothing on God's people filled with the love of God that are not shackled to fear. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen.